This is the Man Up Podcast, the doctor's guide to men's health. Each week on our podcast, we interview the top specialists of the field on various topics in men's health. You have questions that you are too afraid to ask? We have the answers. Today's episode is titled, The Big Snip, Dissecting the Vasectomy for Men. I'm Dr. Kevin Chu, and I'm joined as always with my co-host, Dr. Justin Dubin. Hey, Kevin. Thanks for having me. It's always good to be here with you. All right. So as a brief overview, there are only two male contraceptive methods, condoms and vasectomy. The vasectomy is a procedure performed by urologists, uh, most commonly done in the office setting. It's estimated that 500,000 men undergo a vasectomy in the United States every year. It's actually the most common procedure uh, that's performed by us. Uh, this episode's timely as the NCAA March Madness basketball tourney is currently going on now. And interestingly, peak season for vasectomies coincides with March Madness. Why is that, Justin? Well, you know, actually, the data shows that the end of the year and March Madness are the two most common times for men to get a vasectomy. And that's really because after a vasectomy, you need a couple days of break. You need to relax. You need to take it easy. And what better situation when you got three days of straight basketball than to be hanging out with your bros, (laughs) (laughs) just chilling, watching some games. So I think it kind of, it makes sense, right? We all want to do that. Um, But what, there, there's a lot of questions that, you know, we need to get across and, and answer to a lot of our listeners uh, who may want to know more about the vasectomy. Um, and we have uh, a special guest to go over some more detail, but just as a general background, um, you know, people want to know how effective a vasectomy is in preventing unwanted pregnancies. And based on, you know, timing, and we'll talk about this a little bit more in detail, the vasectomy is incredibly effective. When we want, it's about a 99, almost greater than a 99% success rate uh, the vasectomy has. Um, But you have to realize it's only a contraceptive measure. When, When we're asking the question, do vasectomies protect me from sexually transmitted diseases? The answer is no. We are doing, you are getting a vasectomy because we want to prevent you from having kids. You know, you're still engaging in intercourse penetration that can still result in sexual act uh, in sexually transmitted diseases, you know, and that's why we're talking today, because the, the vasectomy has created so many myths that sometimes it's hard to find the factual information out there about the vasectomy itself. And that's what we're doing here today. Right, Kevin? Yeah, Justin, you I mean, you, I think you hit it right on the nail. I had a patient come in last week uh, for a vasectomy consultation. And his two biggest concerns, two biggest concerns was that one, he was never going to be able to have sex again after the procedure, uh, as well as also asking us for an excuse letter from work because uh, he would need four to six weeks for recovery uh, due to the nature of the procedure. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we hear a lot of these kinds of stories and we see a lot of these kinds of patients. And uh, on a similar note, we, I see, I've seen patients like this before where a patient comes in They've already gotten the vasectomy and they go home and about three weeks after the vasectomy, they come back complaining that they found out that their wife was pregnant and they, they say, doc, I got the vasectomy. I literally don't want to have kids. How is my wife pregnant? And I, you know, we talked, we said, well, you had sex right after the surgery, didn't you? And he said, yeah, well, it doesn't work that way. 
there, there is a protocol. You have to be careful. You know, there's still sperm in that passageway. So, so does the, the vasectomy work as a, as a contraceptive? Absolutely. But all in due time. And we're going to talk more about that, but I think it's time we, we bring in our special uh, guest today. What do you say, Kevin? I, I think it's a good time to bring him on. You know, we are, I can say on behalf of both me and Justin, we are very happy and honored to have on our show today, uh, Dr. Pramal Patel. He is the director of men's health at the University of Manitoba. Pramal, thanks for coming on. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate the opportunity to chat with you guys. Awesome. Thanks for having us on. So let's get let's get going. We talked a little bit about the vasectomy um, as a brief intro, but you know, how is a vasectomy actually performed? Yeah, great question. I think these are one of the, the most uh, probably one of the most common questions that's asked. So there's a number of ways that vasectomies are performed. The most common method is typically the no scalpel. Uh, vasectomy, where typically this procedure is done while you're awake. So you may get a little bit of numbing medication where we freeze the area in the scrotum and we're able to just make a, a small incision um, and we divide the vas. So the vas is what is important for delivering sperm from the testicles. And so as uh, Justin mentioned before, so how this whole system works is by dividing that vas, which delivers the sperm, um, especially when you have intercourse, uh, it prevents the sperm from traveling in that tube. But the one most important thing, and Justin alluded to this as well, is that it does take time. So after someone has had a vasectomy, it is very important to continue to use whatever method of uh, contraception until you have your sperm testing done, typically two to three months after the vasectomy, to confirm that there is still no sperm in the, in the ejaculate. All right. So two to three months. Correct, Dr. Patel, that's the time that you're saying that, you know, it's important to still maintain all the things that you were doing to, you know, prevent from, uh, you know, having a pregnancy, you got to keep doing that for that time frame. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, make sure you, you, you wear condoms, you need to make uh, ensure that you're wearing condoms, because especially during that two to three months, you want to make sure that, you know, all the sperm has cleared out. And then you want confirmation with that testing after to make sure that there is no sperm present in the tube, and even if there is sperm, that they're not moving sperm, just to make sure that there are no uh, future unwanted pregnancies. Right. So, I mean, and people may ask why two to three months, and and it's because it actually takes about 74 days for spermatogenesis, which is the creation of sperm in your testicles to actually form, and 74 days is about, you know, eight weeks, you know, uh, give or take 30 days, times two is two months and a little that's that's just some math in my brain right now <laughs> you're, you're a good mathematician and then just but, just going back to your question justin so just just the procedure so right. typically the procedure is done just under local so you're just putting some numbing medication on the scrotum a vasectomy can take 15 to 20 minutes um it's not overly uncomfortable um you're you're going home the same day it's recommended to refrain from ejaculation or intercourse for, for a week after just to allow things to heal. And typically someone may need just to take the rest of the day off work and they should be able to go back to work the next day or the day after. So the recovery after a vasectomy is actually quite quick. Um, you know, it's the best form of contraception we have. Um, you know, the other option for females where they undergo tubal ligations is significantly more invasive. And so when we think about what's the best option for contraception, what's the least invasive, 
the vasectomy is the winner bar none. That's great. I have a question though. When you talk about local anesthesia, now what if a, a patient is really scared? They don't want to be awake during the procedure. Are there are there other options for them if they, you know, don't want to do it in the office per se? You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't like knowing that they're being cut while they're awake, and and I can understand that. And and I've had this conversation with patients before, and I'm sure you have too. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, like no one wants someone playing around with their uh, with their boys, especially when they're awake. So, you know, several different cl- some clinics may offer sedation where you can get some uh, some uh, medication, oral sedation, which just kind of makes you more comfortable, relaxed. You may even fall asleep during the procedure. Um, and and depending on the situation, some places may even do this in the operating room. That's definitely not required, but a lot of places do offer sedation just to make the whole experience significantly more comfortable for you when you're getting your vasectomy. Okay. And, you know, what are the main risks associated with getting a vasectomy? Yeah, so great question. So just just like any other procedure that you're having done, there's always the risk of bleeding, always the risk of infection. Anytime you're making any sort of cut, uh, especially in the skin, um, sometimes vasectomies fail. So sometimes those tubes can reconnect. Sometimes the tubes aren't cut, uh, cut completely properly, and sometimes they may need to be redone. Um, other risks of vasectomy is that uh, one to two percent of men do have a lot of uh, discomfort after the vasectomy, and then that can last for several months. And some people can have pain for a couple years after having their vasectomy. So those are risks. And then, as Justin mentioned before, even though this is ninety-nine above more than ninety-nine percent successful, some men can have unwanted pregnancies even after confirmation that there is no sperm, and that tends to happen in one in two thousand uh, uh, cases where even after you've had a vasectomy and the post-testing shows no sperm or non-moving sperm, that unwanted pregnancies do occur. But this is the best form of contraception that we have. Let's let's go back just one right before that, where you were talking about uh, the pain that persists. Uh, is, is this like permanent blue balls in some sort of ways? And can, yeah, can vasectomies cause blue balls? Because yeah. we're, we're not, you know, our boys are not escaping now. Yeah, it's a great question. And I think that's probably one of the more common ones as asked. So, you know, post vasectomy pain, it's real. It's not common, but it does happen in one to 2% of men. And when you talk about how many vasectomies happen in the States annually, so over 500,000, a large proportion of men are going to have some discomfort after the vasectomy. Most of them, it will tend to improve over time. And that can take several weeks, a few months. But some people do have this longer course of discomfort in the testicles. And when you talk about well, does it cause blue balls? Well, when, you, when we ejaculate, majority of that fluid that comes out doesn't actually come from the testicles. So it's not that sort of discomfort you get, but the pain that you can experience after a vasectomy, especially if it, if it goes on for a long time and you find it quite bothersome, there are a lot of great treatment options for that as well. Great. So you kind of alluded to the next question that we were going to ask. When, when men get vasectomies, obviously they're not ejaculating sperm anymore, but is my ejaculate going to look like less volume? Is there going to be a change in how my ejaculate looks? Am I going to have a normal orgasm? What's going to be going on with there? Just because, you know, you are, you are messing around with people's, you're not necessarily messing around with their balls, but you're messing around with, you know, the tube that connects the balls to the outside world. Yeah. Fantastic question. I think as, uh, as you know, Kevin alluded to too, where he had a patient who asked, well, I'm never going to be able to have sex with my wife again. Definitely not. So having a vasectomy 
doesn't change the volume of your ejaculate, doesn't change the consistency, doesn't even change the look of it. It won't impact your orgasm or your erections. It has no impact on your sexual function whatsoever. All right. So let's recap that. So, you know, after a vasectomy, your erections are going to remain the same. You're still going to be able to orgasm. Your ejaculate's still going to be the same. So, you know, if a contraceptive method that's a little bit more permanent and not needing to, you know, utilize condoms or anything like that, the vasectomy is a great option. But for some patients who, you know, are, you know, getting a little older and, you know, the word prostate cancer is thrown out a little bit more, you know, they may have a worry, can a vasectomy cause prostate cancer? Yeah, it's a great question. That's something that's been looked at before. And, and you know, people always have that fear, but there is no uh, conclusive evidence or any definitive evidence that says having a vasectomy increases your risk of prostate cancer. All right. So that's, that's very reassuring, you know, um, because you're right. A lot of patients ask about this. We're, we're trying, a lot of people have tried to make any connections we can, but there is no data to really support that. Now, when we're talking about vasectomies, we're comparing them to, you know, a tubal ligation, which is when women get their tubes tied. And the question will always be, because this is a surgery, is a vasectomy permanent? When I have, a, if I decide I don't want to have kids anymore and I get a vasectomy, what's, if I decide, what happens if I change my mind later now? Am I in trouble? Can I never have kids again? Yeah, it's, and that's a great question. So, you know, if someone's had a vasectomy and say whether they want more kids or they, they're with a new partner or maybe they never had kids and they thought they never wanted them and they are like, I want my vasectomy to reverse, it definitely can happen. And, you know, before even having, uh, you know, when I see patients and I speak about a vasectomy, I let them know to consider this as permanent. However, vasectomies can be reversed and a lot of them do get reversed. So upwards to 5% of vasectomies tend to get reversed. Um, when we think about success rates, the one thing to know is that it's not always 100% successful. When someone's had a vasectomy reversal, the rates of having a success or having sperm back in the ejaculate can be above over 95%. Um, but it is really important to, to kind of know that prior to getting a vasectomy, you need to be pretty confident uh, that you don't want any more kids. Or alternatively, you could bank sperm before having had the vasectomy. So that's always another option as well. Now, based on the age of your patient, do you have different recommendations with regards to vasectomy, you know, say a 32 year old guy with one kid versus, you know, uh, a 55 year old guy with no kids or with three kids, you know, does your, you know, your recommendations for something like sperm banking or considerations like that change or the conversation change at all? Or is it really kind of, you got to recognize this is a permanent thing. You're going into it as a permanent thing. And that's kind of it. Yeah, no, it's a great question. You know, I think you got to tailor it to, you know, every patient is unique and, you know, you kind of have to uh, decide your, your discussion based on that. So say if someone doesn't have kids and they want a vasectomy, you know, um, I think it's important to maybe see them back one more time and just, just to confirm for yourself and for that patient that they truly want uh, a vasectomy. And, you know, the uh, previous, well, recent study has looked at this as well and, and decisional regret in people who've had a vasectomy at a young age, who don't have kids, is, is actually quite low. So, you know, I don't think uh, people should be turning down uh, people who want a vasectomy if they don't have children. I just think it's really important to, to make sure that the patient truly understands, you know, this is, this is, this is considered this permanent, um, even though there, this can be reversed and the rates of success are over 95%, it, it, not, it, it isn't always guaranteed. So 
I just always want to make sure someone is confident when they made that decision to get a second and they understand the risks of the procedure. I think you hit it right on the nail there that, you know, the more you learn about the vasectomy, the more you learn this is a quick, simple procedure. It can be done, as you mentioned, in 10 to 15 minutes, but this is to be considered a permanent thing. Uh, you know, the vas reversals, they do have success rates that you can uh, get afterwards, but there are times when it doesn't work. Yeah, 100%. I mean, another options of, of conceiving after you've had or having a baby once you've had a vasectomy is either a vasectomy reversal and you know, most people, and just, just to know that tends to be very expensive. Uh, the other option is, is extracting sperm and then doing something like in vitro fertilization. But again, it could be very expensive. It could be very hard on the female partner. So it's just always important to be pretty confident when you, when you've made that decision. Awesome. Um, I think this has been excellent. I think you've provided us with some incredible information on the vasectomy. Uh, Kevin, anything you can think of? Any additional questions? Because I think he's Dr. Patel has done a wonderful job describing the vasectomy and, and answering and a lot of these myths and, and, and kind of combating them and, and clarifying a lot of issues that I think a lot of people may have about the vasectomy. No, I think Dr. Patel did, a, did an excellent job really just covering almost everything. Uh, that, you know, uh, a man going in uh, into uh, potentially having a vasectomy should know about. I agree. All right. So I really think uh, any other comments, Dr. Patel, before we kind of wrap this thing up? I, I want to thank you guys for taking the effort to do this. You know, I think there's a lot of myths, as you mentioned. And even now, uh, we're start seeing, we are seeing a lot of patients come in and they ask questions about a vasectomy. And we often wonder, where is this misinformation coming from? So I think it's podcasts such as this that's really getting the good message out there. You know, I think people need to know that a vasectomy is, is safe. It's effective. Um, it doesn't, it's not immediate sterilization. So you need to wait two to three months to confirm that there's no sperm present. Uh, and if men do have pain after a vasectomy, that can be managed properly. Uh, and there are ways, of course, to reverse vasectomies, but to consider this a permanent form of contraception. Awesome. That's a great summary of everything that we talked about today. And with that, I do want to thank Dr. Patel once again for, for coming on and talking with us today. And I'm going to wrap this baby up. As always, any questions, comments, concerns about uh, an episode or a podcast in general, please feel free to reach out to Kevin or I via our social media or, or contact information that you can find on our respective social medias. Um, and as always, you can listen to our podcast on any podcasting application, Spotify, iTunes, uh, download, subscribe, give us a review, give us a comment. That's always appreciated. For Kevin and me, Justin, thanks for listening. Until next time, 